Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast, your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about all topics in the world of lingerie, hosiery, and much more. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown's podcast, a place full of inspirations and relatable people, helping you instill that self-belief and sharing advice you can apply to your own life through using the wonderful platforms of lingerie. Because wearing the right underwear isn't just about physically looking good or doing it for someone else. It's about loving and embracing who you are for you. So we have got today... Our Miss Scarlett. Scarlett is one of our presenters. Your full name, is it Scarlett Rose? Yeah, yeah, that's my uh, model name that I use online is Scarlett Rose, but my name is just Scarlett, so feel free to just call me Scarlett. Okay, well, thank you. And hi, welcome to the show. Hello. (laughs) Now, well, Scarlett, I wanted to uh, go straight into a little bit about you because I find you fascinating, darling. And... (laughs) I want to let the viewers know um, who Scarlett is, because you might have seen Scarlett if you've been watching our, um, I was going to say podcast, you can't watch them. (laughs) If you've been watching our videos and you've been on our YouTube and you've subscribed, then you'll know very well who Scarlett is. And so here is a little bit about who you are. So who is Scarlett? Who is Scarlett? What's your name and where'd you come from, love? (laughs) See, that's a very good question. Um... I come from the UK, though I've lived uh, abroad as well. I've lived in Japan for a while and I've lived all over in the UK. Um, I've been trying to think, when I knew I had this podcast coming up, I was trying to think, how do I describe who I am? So I'm just going to give you, I guess I've I've got a few words that sum me up um, and feel free to take them as you will. So I was thinking... Polly, queer, artist, kinky, acrobat, performer, content creator, laundry reviewer. I feel those are the top ones that kind of sum me up. That's awesome. And I love that you delivered it in a northern accent and said, sum me up, which was really (laughs) good. That was my favorite part of that sentence. Um, Okay, so you, I mean, what really intrigued me is the Japan. So how how have you come from Japan to to the UK? What was the, what's the connection with Japan? Um, so a few years ago, I moved over to live in Japan with uh, an ex partner of mine. The intention was that I was going to go and be a housewife and uh, all these things, and I realized very quickly that was not who I am. So I decided to pack all my stuff and come back to the UK and continue to be naked and create art everywhere. That's much more suited to who I am. <laughs> so what gives you that confidence to take the clothes off? What, what is, is it just something inside you? Like, why do you feel so comfortable naked? I think it's a way that I self-express. I think it's like, I'm not sure how it, came to be that way because when I was younger I used to have so many body confidence issues like I was so shy and reserved and stuff and then through modeling I just somehow have found a love for my own body and a confidence and now I'm just pretty happy to be naked that's pretty nice all right okay so so modeling's kind of given you this platform to explore that probably did you ever see yourself doing such a thing then absolutely not definitely not in a million years and 
I kind of got into modeling when I was about 17 and I thought it would just be like a fun little hobby and here I am 11 years later having it be my entire life that's amazing okay and so then you've been encouraged to be more of your characters kind of it's helped you with that which is amazing so the the idea I'm getting of our Scarlet is that you're fun loving and free I mean it sounds not that you're free in fun loving but you're fun loving <laughs> and free okay there's a difference there's a difference so it sounds like this little shy kitty cat has really been able to explore not just her self-expression and um, her confidence but her sensuality and her sexuality too which is interesting because when you were saying about who is Scarlett and you were mentioning poly queer and models so what Polly, explain the poly side. Poly, poly's polyamorous. Is that right? Uh huh. Yeah. So, I've identified as polyamorous for pretty much my entire adult life, but had also been practicing uh, ethical non-monogamy since way before I even knew that was a thing or a concept. Um, I guess in short, it means that I have multiple partners in my life, all in a very ethical, consensual way. Everybody knows um, it's definitely not cheating on anyone. Um, But I do feel open to loving people and not just putting a relationship in a box. So if I meet somebody, I don't really like to have a predefined notion of what that can be. So I don't want to, before I even get to know someone, put a, a label of, okay, now we're friends. And therefore, we can only ever do x y and z and we can only ever emotionally be this close or whatever it is so I like to explore my relationship to people as they are not based on societal predefined labels that is extremely interesting okay so then it goes into the queer because I would then just assume that love to you just means love it doesn't particularly mean gender Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's pretty accurate thanks I've had some practice for this (laughs) (laughs) I have to say um a lot of the presenters that we get in are very open-minded I would say that this is a very open-minded deal um Mm. because I speak to many many people um some including my family members who are used to as you say a very monogamous kind of way of living um even my own mother can't quite grip someone's wedding being to how they like it she's like oh it didn't have this it didn't have this it didn't have this traditionally it should be blah 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 blah, blah. so yeah a lot of people are set in that stone a lot of people are set in this way this archaic way of being and I love then hearing something like that from yourself being like no I'm very open and love just comes as love comes so okay cool so <laughs> because there's something uh, me and Scarlett had a really quick chat the other day uh just wanted to catch up on a few things and at that point in time she was making an appointment or she was talking about appointment that she was going to see about hypnotism but kink hypnotism and I really 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 want you to go into a bit more about this because I I would like to understand and I would like everybody else to understand with me <laughs> This shy little girl, for whatever reason that made you shy, from a young age, grew up to self-expressing, to being open, and to going into something that could be controversial to a lot of people. They don't understand it. It's dark to them. So if 
would you be able to give us an understanding of one what this appointment was and two the kink and bdsm side of things sure so uh tomorrow actually is when i have my appointment which i'm really looking forward to and basically um a mutual friend of a friend runs a hypnosis erotic hypnosis uh website and i thought that just sounded fabulous so i wanted to get involved um i have tried hypnosis a tiny bit once or twice before um just enough to kind of pique my interest and yeah this opportunity came up to do some erotic hypnosis and i just thought it sounded fantastic um, okay, that's amazing. not quite sure how much more i can tell you about that given that i haven't actually experienced it just yet but maybe i can feed back another point um, absolutely oh my god we're on tender hooks already I, th- I think a lot of people are just like what so before we go into that because obviously we'll have to get Scarlett back at another time just to explain to us exactly what went on and how she felt um let's understand the the crux of kink and and BDSM as it is because they're, they're connected so what what is it if you could put it into a nutshell or what draws you to it I think uh for me it is a combination of connection and exploring power. So most of my kinks revolve around power in one way or another. Um, But realistically, it's just another way to connect with people to explore uh, my innermost desires, their innermost desires, all these things that society tells us are taboo and that we're not supposed to do. I just am really curious and really happy to explore if that brings me closer to another person. That's interesting. So do you think there's quite a big psychological element to to kink? Do you think it's some of it's related to not having enough power at home and being able to be that dominant character and, and vice versa, that kind of thing? So I've worked as a pro-dom for maybe 10 years or so, and... Uh, that kind of is something that I've definitely, definitely seen in a lot of pro sessions that I do is the main kind of people that I see are people that work in very high power jobs or that have a lot of control in their life. And they really want to just kind of give up some of that control and let go for a short period of time. Um, however, in my personal life, I don't think there's anything that I necessarily have a craving Like in my own life, I'm quite independent, but I don't really see that as a lack of control or having too much control. So for me, it's just, I guess, a fun exploration. Um, But I guess it just depends on the person and how deep into it you want to go and your own reasons for coming into kink. That's interesting. And and is it 100% safe doing it? Definitely not. I think... I think any interaction that you have where you give somebody else control or you take control of somebody else's physical and mental and emotional well-being, I think there's a huge risk there. Um, Every scene that I do, whether it's professionally or personally, is there's always a huge negotiation at the beginning, uh, discussing what we want to do, what we don't want to do kind of weighing up the risks and everybody has their own risk profile. So I'm not going to go ahead and do something that I 
have no idea about. I'm going to research what I do. I'm going to put time and effort into learning, um, attending workshops, all kinds of resource, educational resources. Um, but that's only ever going to minimise the risk, I think. If you're playing with dangerous things, especially like rope, bondage, uh, impact, whatever it is, there's always some level of risk there. I don't think it's ever 100% safe. And it's just about discussing with the person that you're doing it, the level of risk that you're both willing to participate in. Because, I mean, I, I don't have much understanding of that yet, that side of the industry. You meet up with strangers and do this. Is it you know put a key, the old the old saying that your parents would say? Put put your keys in a bowl and someone else will pick it up. You know you go to those parties. But is it is it similar in that way? You kind of turn up to a joint and you're just like, yo, I'm up here for a BDSM. Let's go. You know, or is it an invitation? Or you find someone you want to go with? Like what what is this? What where do where do we go? What do we do? <laughs> so there's um. There's a, a thousand one different kinds of uh, kink event, uh, everything from private play parties that might happen uh, at a friend's house. So I have a couple of friends that whenever lockdown is not happening, uh, like to host parties and we'll just go hang out, eat, drink, sit in the hot tub, do kink things. I guess it's like any other house party, but with a few added bonuses of everyone generally is a bit naked and a bit kinky. Or the other extreme is more um, public events. So there are places such as FetLife where you can look up events that are happening near you. There are different kinds of events. So there's something called a munch, which is basically a meetup for people that are interested in kink or want to get to know other kinky people um those kind of things usually happen in a pub or somewhere quite open to the public uh, but it's kind of a strict rule of no play happens whereas there are other events that are more play zones um personally i tend to go with friends or with a partner um i get a little bit too scared to just go to these places on my own and uh meet people that i've never met before uh, but over the last 10 years or so, I've made so many friends through the kink scene that now if I head to an event, it's likely that I'll know somebody and it's quite a nice uh, community. Wow, I had no idea. So when when you go to these places, do you put on, I don't know, like an old, do you step into an alter ego when you're there? I think a little bit. Um, I often go to events with a kind of dom persona. Uh, that's probably how I mainly identify. So I guess it's perhaps a slightly exaggerated uh, level of confidence, level of, I don't know. But I guess it's a bit like when you go on a night out, you get dressed up, you go out for some drinks and you feel really confident, you feel really good about yourself and you have this kind of, confidence that comes with getting dressed up and going out with friends right and I think it's the same kind of thing except if you're spending time to squeeze yourself into a little latex dress or some other kind of kinky outfit there's a, a preparation that leads to a, a sexiness and a confidence that I really like okay that's that's that makes a lot of sense actually that does make a lot of sense and it, 
Is there levels to this? I mean, can you go in for a bit of basic kink or do you go, is there like a hardcore level or something like that? Yeah, I mean, there's loads of different events for every kink that you can think of. There's probably an event for it. So if you wanted to just go to a general play party that is accepting of all kinks, you could go, you could just maybe stay in the social area, chat to a few people. There's no need to participate. Um, but if you had one particular fetish, I don't know, like spanking, for example, you could probably find spanking parties. Or if you were into pet play, you can probably find pet play events where everybody at the event is going to be vaguely into the same kind of things. So it's going to be quite niche. Right. OK, that's interesting. So that leads me perfectly on to the next one. What kicks are there then? So we've, we've heard the, the hypnotizing one. That's definitely part of it, but that's the rendering, I suppose. Um, but what are the other ones then? Because I'm, I've got my pen and paper out as well, girl. So let's go. So we've got ranking, we've got pet play. What, what other ones are there? So on my OnlyFans the other day, I did a live stream where I was chatting to people about kink and kind of introducing them to the world of BDSM and domination and all that kind of thing. So we covered some of the most common fetishes in that chat. And I made notes and I came up with uh, foot fetish, spanking, impact, bondage or restraint, control, power, sensory deprivation, chastity, role play, uh, tease, denial, pet play, water sports, tickling, wet and messy. Um, And I've done things even such as like balloon popping, which I think is going to forever be one of my favourite fetishes to partake in because Please do how cool is I'm that like, i'm waiting i'm, I'm like okay, what a, a balloon okay what do we do with this balloon well i guess there's two kinds of, of balloon fetish you either pop it or you don't pop it and i think i think it's not my personal fetish but i think it's probably about the anticipation oh that's good to know yes because i did wonder what, what was going to happen with the balloon right <laughs> Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 400 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 4,000 reviews available online right now. And you can join us from only $7.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST when buying a 3, 6 or 12 month membership and we'll give you an extra 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. Please note, this is not applicable to the monthly membership. So after listening to the rest of this podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. Uh, that's an eye opener for me. Uh, I didn't know or quite comprehend how many different kinks there were. I am going to be one of those people that were living in the box before. And when I heard kink or BDSM, I just thought it was people 
in harnesses and they were just getting bashed about or dragged around or you know that's that was my understanding of it I didn't understand because you put it in such a great way there Scarlett when you're talking about denial tease control these are all different elements of kink and when I'm putting it to the psychological things that I do that's what makes me up is understanding how someone would rather the tease he likes the tease she likes the tease or they like the control or whatever it might be you know so that that makes yeah I'm 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 gonna think twice about this is torture gardens anything to do with this as well because I've heard of torture gardens but I wasn't sure have you are you familiar with torture gardens and I think it's London is that right or I'm not sure yeah, I've never actually been to Torture Garden, but it is an event that I think happens. I think they have one in London and one in Edinburgh. I've got a lot of friends that have been that help run them and that kind of thing. And yeah, it's a a type of fetish event. Okay, that's great. And where would so where would people find this out? I mean, it's today we found out a lot, which is great. But if someone was listening and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is like resonates with me so much. And I never knew that I could do all these kinds of things. Where do I go? How do I get signed up? Like, how can I meet people? How do I know about the events? Is there a website? That kind of thing. So I would recommend going to fetlife.com, which is basically like, I guess it's kind of like a kinky version of Facebook. So you can find events, you can search for things that are happening in your area, you can search for your kinks and there might be groups for other people that are into the same things as you are you could post pictures whatever you want to do Uh, okay that's interesting right that would make sense so they're using something like that platform like facebook where they can i suppose scan that's what you're doing isn't it we're kind of like picking up on people going oh, okay I wouldn't mind trying that over there so do, do is this this kind of profile that you'd have on a fet you'd have a profile on fet life yeah yeah so would you be able to um put in your I don't know is there an about me where you're like these are the things that I like yeah there's usually a um a section for your orientation so you can let other people know whether you are dominant submissive into being a rigger, a rope bottom, uh, whatever you want, however you want to identify. Um, you can also add your sexuality. Uh, you can also add your relationships. So if you are dating somebody that is also on the site, you can link your profiles and then you can write a section about who you are. Wow. Okay. This is a whole new world for me. Uh, <laughs> so thank you for that. Am I under the right impression that you are a teacher of the rope? or of the kink do you teach this yeah me and one of my partners christian red work in a kind of educational way we travel worldwide and teach rope workshops and we give rope performances and that kind of thing Uh, i'm also in the process of setting up a series of videos as a kind of introduction to kink and bdsm a little bit along the lines of the stuff that we're kind of talking today but in a lot more depth into each and every part of this Amazing. Okay, so where would we be able to find this? Do you have a website or anything like that at the moment? Um, yeah, all of my stuff at the minute is on onlyfans.com forward slash Scarlet Rose or scarletrose.manyvids.com and I'll be releasing all of the videos onto both of those platforms as and when they are complete. 
Amazing. So all our listeners, go and check out Scarlet Rose because that is going to be a great little find. But I, I can imagine a lot of people that were listening today were a little bit surprised that this little shy girl has turned into this fierce woman who is just personally for me it just sounds like you make no allowances for who you are as a person which is really refreshing and really nice and so I do hope that instills a little bit more power into people that are listening that it doesn't matter where you've come from what background you have or where you started in life it doesn't define who you are and when you stand on your own two feet as an adult then you can go and explore whatever you you want to and I think maybe maybe some people have these kinds of thoughts about kink you know, they might they might find themselves a little bit like um, love a bit of control in the bedroom and they might have had lovers in the past going, oh, it's too much for me. And they thought it was something wrong. You know, I, I would hope that listening to this podcast today that they're like, actually, I'm going to explore this because I get a kick out of that. They might not have understood it, but I've just found out that there's a whole new world here that would. So the things that we've just recapped and the things that we found out today, it's betlife.com if this is what interests you, to go and set up a profile, meet like people, like people. And of course, if you want some more education on this, and of course, if you are, you could even be a business assistant today and you want to hire Scarlet, then please buy all meals. Meals. You can have meals if you want. Please, by all means, make sure that you are hooking up on her onlyfans.com slash Scarlet Rose. She's also got scarletrose.minivids.com. Is that right? Yep. So as our listeners have come to understand, you are one of our presenters. Just a little question here. Is there anything in particular that you really enjoyed reviewing that you were given? I think the product that stands out to me the most is when I got to review um some period pants from the brand Wooker. I don't know if you've come across them I love that their brand name stands for wake up kick ass I think that's just amazing um but yeah that that was like a really life-changing kind of product for me to review so I have endometriosis which is um where the lining of my uterus grows everywhere in my body that it's not supposed to grow and causes me endless amounts of pain and it's, it's uncurable. Um, but it also means that I have really, really heavy periods and sometimes I'm stuck in bed for days and I'm, it's, it's not fun. But having uh, some period pants that I can wear and know are not going to leak and that I can just actually be comfortable in some way while I'm in mass amounts of pain has honestly been life-changing. And since I did the review, I've been out and bought like six more pairs of their pants because I'm just obsessed with them. And I'm recommending them to every person that I ever meet that has a uterus. Wow, that is fantastic. Wow, the power of reviews, huh? That's amazing. So yeah, you've done really well with the with the Wooker Pants set and now you've become an advocate, <laughs> almost an ambassador for them. That's awesome. So this Wow, that that's that's quite a struggle to be going through um, endometriosis. I mean, was there a certain age then where it just kicked in and that was it? It was hardcore from then, or if you always struggled with endometriosis? Um, I didn't. I only got diagnosed about four years ago after having various surgery, but it's been an issue since I was about thirteen. Since I guess since I first started my periods, which is when most people start having problems with it. Wow, okay. Uh, the only reason why I ask the questions is because of the 
I, I would personally, is that not something that would have knocked your confidence? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it definitely, like when I was growing up, uh, I missed a lot of time at school and things like that because of being in pain and not able to attend. So I guess that really impacted my social interactions and my education as well. Um, so that probably did contribute to some level of shyness and introvertedness. Right, okay. It's all making sense now, babe, see? Okay, that's interesting. So then that would explain then where you go into to kink and stuff is where, is where you can really fully explore, is where you can stand strong, where you can actually be like, this is my playground. Um, <laughs> I have another question for you, actually, because we've touched a little bit on the, the nudity side of and how you're fun, loving, and free. Um, but this... This nude work that you do is sublime. It's gorgeous. With, the, with all the landscapes that you, you get to go and shoot on, they're beautiful. How, is, that another, is that another different? Is that a different kind of feeling to the kink side of things? Yeah, absolutely. I think it taps into my very kind of hippie nature. Um, I, I really enjoy modelling in studios and that kind of thing, but just being outdoors in a beautiful landscape is absolutely breathtaking. And there's just something that I really enjoy about combining the natural human form with the nature and kind of the shapes of rocks and trees. And I'm waking up just, I mean, getting out of bed at 3am is not a, a task that I enjoy ever. But when I get to go and see the sunrise in the most beautiful places on the earth, it is just incredible. <laughs> yeah that's a, that's when you just think oh for goodness sake what am I doing and then you arrive arrive at the place and you just think oh my gosh I have arrived literally so yeah I, to me you sound like a very well balanced person to me it sounds like you've got you know it's it's not just the exploration of your sexuality and sensuality it's the exploration of everything like you don't keep anything um off limits you know if you want to go and see it you're going to see it. if you want to go and feel it you're going to go feel it if you want to go see do whatever it is it's it's not going to be a no for you you're you're a yes lady right absolutely I think when I was about 20 years old I had uh, quite a traumatic experience of my partner dying and since then it has led me to be like life is too short you just got to do the things that you want to do because you never know how long you're going to be around and if you want to go out into the middle of nowhere and see the sunrise and take all your clothes off and just be completely free and liberated, then you just have to do it. Like, just set your goals and go and achieve them, you know? Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, that that has just explained so much, you know. I think a lot of people could one or they do wonder why other people are so free in that way they're like so liberated in that way they're just like how does someone do that you know I'm in this nine to five don't like my life uh, I'd never do something like that that's silly and or whatever it is you know and that we probably always try and understand someone or we don't want to understand someone but you're right it's it's having those experiences that make you wake up inside and make you feel like that could be me tomorrow who knows? And have, what have I got to show for it? If that does happen tomorrow, am I happy, totally happy with how I live my life, what I've done in my life, where I am right now, you know? So 
to have that feeling I mean okay you're not going to feel like that every single day you're going to go for your own moods I'm sure but to actually have that as your inspiration I'm sure that's been that's been a hell of a life change for you is that what um when so when did this happen for you was this in your um 20s or in your teens or yeah so it was in my early 20s um before I moved to Japan which I think was a big uh trigger for me to just go out and see a different part of the world and live somewhere else and explore what other cultures have to offer me hmm. okay so you were right so then um in early 20s you would have gone out to to Japan you'd have gone through something seriously traumatic so this was the making of you this was the real making of you and then when you came back you just thought right now that's all out the way now I've experienced all the stuff I don't want to to have and because I've gone through that now I know what I want and now I'm going to make no excuses I'm going to go and do that would you still say like how uh, how uh, old are you now if you don't mind sharing with us Scarlett uh, 28 28 and you still grab life by the horns definitely amazing because that leads me on to one of your other little hobbies that's probably turned into part of your profession as well the acro yoga so where does acro yoga come from is this something that kind of gave you peace at these times because yoga for me is somewhere where i go and chill acro acro is obviously something where it's a bit more acrobatic in that way is that what did it do for you how did you get into acro yoga um I've only been doing it for about uh, maybe a year and a half now. Uh, but a friend went to a workshop, came back and was so excited to show me all of these things, this kind of partner balance sort of stuff. Um, they got me into it. We looked for some workshops and it turns out that there are so many wonderful acro yoga communities in the UK and around the world. So now I have spent all of my free time when I'm not working traveling to acro conventions and workshops and uh, meeting up with friends, practicing, learning. And again, I guess it's just another way of connecting with people. It's a very physical way of using my body, balancing and using my strength with another person and their strength and combining what we can do. Um, but it's it has a lot of similarities for me with rope uh, in the way that it allows you to physically find an intimacy with another person that is absolutely nothing to do with your genitals how how do you find a connection with someone then so just explain acro yoga to those that don't know um are you suspended in the air are you like how would you do it so it's kind of like um combining acrobatics and yoga though I'm still to find the peaceful, tranquil part of it. It's usually a lot more hectic, uh, but I guess that's learning. Um, it's basically partner balance. So there's a whole variety of ways that you can balance another human on your body, usually on your feet or on your hands. Um, I tend to be what's known as the flyer, which is the person in the air. And I, the person on the bottom or the person doing the lifting is called the base. And yeah, it's effectively just finding a whole bunch of ways that you can balance on another human and transition from one balance to another balance. That sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. And I, and I to from what you just said, then I totally understand now um, about the connection side of things because it's built on trust. It's built on um, 
having to be in the moment, having to be in the moment with that person because you're, yeah, something could go wrong, I suppose, if, if it was a little bit of unbalance or what have you. So you have supporters around you at the same time just in case anything were to happen? Yeah, so you often have a third person or as many people as is required um, as a spotter. So they are there to catch you if things go wrong or support you. Um, at the minute, I'm working on something called a hand-to-hand, which is effectively me doing a handstand on somebody's hands whilst they are stood up, if you can visualise that, um, which, as you can imagine, it's quite risky. So, yeah, it's the connection for me comes from putting a lot of trust in another person and working together, breathing together, synchronising our bodies so that all of these kind of crazy things come together and start working and looking pretty eventually. That is brilliant. Thank you so much. What I'd like to do is I'd like to have a little bit of a a closing in when it comes to podcasts. Is there anything that you'd like to, if you were going to talk to little Scarlett, if you're going to talk to you in the past where you were a little bit maybe shyer than what you are now and wanting to go into this, what what would your advice be to Scarlett? That's a really good question. I think I would tell myself to just, believe in myself a bit more to be open to love and whether that is falling in love with a person falling in love with the style of art falling in love with a way that I move my body just be open to falling in love and I would rather have an experience and learn more about myself and get hurt than hold back and never feel free to try oh that was awesome Yes, see, that comes from the heart. I always shock them, don't I, with that little question at the end. Yes, absolutely. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. That's wise words from our Scarlet there. Um, I'm going to draw the podcast to a close now, but it's been such a pleasure to be speaking to you about, I mean, I've learned some stuff today. I'm not going to lie. I've learned some stuff today. And I hope that everybody else has found it just as beneficial. We'll be back again very soon. And we were going to definitely be talking to Scarlett again. We want to see how her journey takes off in the rope, obviously, with her performance um, and with her teachings. And see if we've got more detail in the future that we can share with you so you can watch out for our websites. And, of course, to know how it went down with the hypnotizing, because that sounds so exciting. But thank you so much for joining us today, Scarlett. You have been an absolute winner thank you for chatting to me it's been really fun good no problem well that's it from us now and we'll see you very soon in the meantime take care and stay safe bye thanks for joining us on lingerie lowdown the podcast don't forget that we release a brand new episode every wednesday for you all to enjoy so if you love lingerie as much as we do Make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get an extra 10% off a three, six or 12 month membership today.